Blog Talk Radio.
that not only is God restoring things to you, but he's restoring you back to where you belong. Can you just lift your hand in the atmosphere and shout, I've been restored. Shout it again, I've been restored.
put you back where you belong. This is why I was trying to get you the entire time. Oh, I'll put you back, put you back. Thank you for another night on prolific fire, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for t- today, Lord God, what they call Independence Day, Lord God. I thank you for today, Lord God, and I pray that everybody got through today, Lord God, whether they were happy, sad, mad, or whatever, that they got through today, Lord God, that they made it to tonight, Lord God, and that you would bring healing and deliverance through this word on tonight. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for tonight. Lord God, what you're going to do tonight, how you're going to move tonight. Thank you for everybody that's represented here on the phone lines. Thank you for everybody that's listening online, listening to the podcast. I bless them in the name of Jesus. I bless them in your your precious son's name. And I ask that you touch each and, each and every one of them on tonight. In the name of Jesus, I give you the glory. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Property Stacey. Thank you for taking the time on this holiday night to spend it with me right here on Prolific Fire to hear the word of the Lord. Thank you so much. Tonight, the foundational text comes from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 35. That's Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 35. And I will be reading it from the CEV. And it reads as following. An expert in the law of Moses stood up and asked Jesus a question to see what he would say. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to have eternal life? Jesus answered, what is written in the scriptures? How do you understand them? The man replied, the scriptures say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. They also say, love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Jesus said, You have given the right answer. If you do this, you will have eternal life. But the man wanted to show that he knew what he was talking about. So he asked Jesus, who are my neighbors? Jesus replied, as a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, robbers attacked him and grabbed everything he had. They beat him up and ran off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, but when he saw the man, he walked by on the other side. Later, a temple helper a temple helper, came to the same place, but when he saw the man who had been beaten up, he also went on the other side. A man from Samaria then came traveling along the road when he saw sorrow for him. And he went over to him. He treated his wounds with olive oil and wine. He treated his wounds with olive oil and wine and and banished them. Then Then he put him on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next morning, he gave the innkeeper two silver coins and said, 
Please take care of the man. If you spend more than this on him, I will pay you when I return. Again, that was Luke 10, verses 25 through 35 from the CV. If right now you're going down a path that was totally unexpected, just know that it is no coincidence that you have been led down that path, that you have been led down that road that you're on. It's no coincidence. It's unexpected to you, but it's no coincidence to God that there's a path, that there's a road that you're on. God wants you to be there for someone else and not just yourself. God wants you to be there for somebody else and not just yourself. That means sometimes you will literally have to stop what you're doing and make time to take care of someone else and their needs. That means sometimes you will literally have to stop like the Samaritan man in the text did. Sometimes you will literally have to stop what you're doing and make time for time to take care of someone else's someone else and their needs. The Samaritan man stopped what he was doing, interrupted where he was going, and cared for the man he found injured on the side of the road. He went as far as to pay for a hotel room for the man and left instructions for his care in his absence. He used his money, his resources, not just to get himself where he was going, but he used his money to get this man back up on his feet and going as well. And I know that's what God wants of us. That's how God wants us to behave one to another in this day and age. But it's not happening. But that's what he wants. He wants us to use our money, to use our resources, not just to help ourselves, but to help our brother and our sister, to help our neighbors and who are our neighbors. Whoever we find injured, whoever we find hurt, whoever we find in a need, those are our neighbors. It's not just local. The person does not have to live next door to you, next door to me, to be my neighbor. That's what the text is trying to tell you. That's why Jesus used this Samaritan man as an example, because he did without hesitation, because he did without hesitation what the priest was expected to do in tonight's but he didn't he went to the other side of the road when he saw the man he walked on by he went on to the other side and here comes the Samaritan man I believe that his steps were ordered by the Lord I believe that even though this is just an example there are some Samaritan men out there some Samaritan women out there whose footsteps are ordered by the Lord and they do what the Lord is telling them to do. They don't go to the other side. They don't follow the crowd and go to the other side. They do what the Lord is telling them to do. And that's what this example is about. The Samaritan man did what he felt, felt led to do in that moment. He took care of the man. He didn't even know him. He took care of a stranger. He did what the priest was expected to do in tonight's foundation of text, but he didn't do it. Now, just imagine being the one injured on the side of the road, and you look up and you recognize the person. You recognize that it's pastor, that it's bishop, that it's elder, that it's apostle, that it's John, that it's apostle John, etc. It's Deacon Jackson. It's, it's Mother Harold. 
is Sister Floyd, Brother Robinson, etc. And instead of them stopping to help you, they walk on by. They walk on by. Just imagine how hurt you would be from a situation like that. They see you every week, every Sunday, every Wednesday, whenever your church is open, open. They see you. They come in. They fellowship with you. They laugh. They talk. They hug on you. They do their best to encourage you. But then when you really, really need them, when you really, really get in a situation where you need them, they close up their bowels of compassion, and they walk on by. They have been taken they have been taken by the world. They are, they are taking on the behavior of the world, doing exactly what the world would do, passing you by, act like ain't nothing even going on. It's sad, but that's what happens when the mind, when the sinful nature is not renewed daily in the word of God. That's what happens even to bishops and pastors and, and elders and apostles and mothers of the church and brothers and sisters in the church. That's what happens when they are not daily renewing their mind in the word of the Lord. They take on the mind. They take on the mind and the behavior of the world. Their mind transforms and takes on the ways of the world. You don't believe me? Read Romans 12. It'll tell you all about it. It tells you to not be transformed. It don't, don't do it. Don't go to their level. Don't don't do that. You're supposed to be on understanding. If you are in Christ Jesus, if you are in God, if you are kingdom, if you're really his, then you're supposed to be on another level. And when you see your brother or sister in need, you're supposed to do the best you can to help them. And you wonder how they can hurt you like that. Somebody right now, listen to the sound of my voice. You wonder how they can hurt you like that. How they can see you in a need and just walk on by like nothing is going on. No compassion. They don't even feel sorry for you. Perhaps David said it best. Perhaps David said it best when he said concerning the church hurt that he experienced. See, this is nothing new because the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So this situation is nothing new. Perhaps David said it best when he was talking about the church hurt that he experienced. And when I first read this, I didn't get it that it was church hurt. Then the Lord dropped that revelation on me. Holy Spirit dropped that revelation on me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that this indeed, Stacy, is church hurt. When, when perhaps David said it best when he said in Psalms 55, verse 12 and 13, if an enemy was insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe was raising against me, was rising against me. I could, I could hide. But it's you. This is a part right here. But it's you. A man like myself. My companion. My close friend. And the Bible goes on saying who I can share fellowship with. It's you. You are the one. Who's rising up against me. Again, that's Psalms 55, 12 through 13, NIV. That leader you looked up to in the church is the first of all. Is the first of all that should be looked at as a man. Because that leader that you looked up, in, looked up to in the church, first of all, first of all, they should be looked at as a man. 
just like you. They should be looked at as a woman just like you. And people, no matter who they are, they are going to do and say something wrong as long as they are human and on this earth. And people, no matter who they are, they are going to do and say something wrong as long as they are human on this earth. But as leaders, it's so important that we stay in the word of God. Not just so not just to prepare a sermon. It's so important that as leaders we stay in the word of God, not just to prepare a sermon, but so that we can do a self check and make sure we are in, we are indeed acknowledging God in all our ways. How many know when when you see a man or woman of God act like that, whether it's a pastor or, or just a sister or brother in the church or a deacon or whatever, when you see them act like that, that's not acknowledging God in all your ways. That that means there's an open door somewhere. You don't let the devil come in somewhere. You need to self-check. And how can you self-check? You need to get in the word daily. But love, God needs to be in all your ways and not just not just in what you say. He needs to be in all your ways, not just what you say out of your mouth. Something I really can't appreciate about David for right now. But something that I can really appreciate David for right now, especially, is how he handled grief. I can appreciate how David handled grief, how he handled losing a child, how he didn't take it out on those working for him. When he heard them whispering about the passing of his son, he didn't take it out on those working for him. They were whispering because they were afraid to tell him that his son was dead. They didn't know how he would respond to such news, so they didn't they didn't they didn't want to tell him right off. They were just whispering. But he but he didn't take his personal pain. But he didn't take his personal pain as a parent out on those working for him. Here's the point. I'm gonna tie all this together. Here's the point. Today we have leaders who are unhealed vessels abusing God's people, sometimes unknowingly. Today we have leaders who are unhealed vessels abusing God's people, sometimes unknowingly, because of what they fail to deal with in their personal life. Abusing God's people unknowingly because of what they fail to deal with in their personal life at home. But the Bible says David noticed that his attendants were whispering among themselves, and he realized the child was dead. Is the child dead, he asked. Yes, they replied, he is dead. Then David got up from the ground. After he had washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes, he went out into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request, they served him food, and he ate. His attendants asked him, why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept. But now that the child is dead, you get up and you eat. That's 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 19 through 21, NIV. They couldn't understand how his behavior, how his behavior was that he would get up and eat and go to, go to worship now. They didn't understand there's sudden change in his behavior, but I love it. Let me tell you what I love about it. I love it because after David had done all he could, fasting and weeping, hoping that God would spare his son, this is the son that he had with Bathsheba. 
you know the whole situation with him and Bathsheba. It wasn't it wasn't done right, but that's another story. And this is this is the son that came out of that union. After he had fasted and, and, and wept, hoping that God would spare his son's life. David got up off the ground. After he found out he was dead, it was it's over. He's dead. David got up off the ground, cleaned himself up, changed his clothes, and went into the house of the Lord and worship. Now, this is the part I love. He went in and laid himself before the Lord. Then he came back and he ate. I want to say to some pastor tonight, stay in the word more than just when you are preparing for Sunday. Stop taking your personal issues out on God's people, whatever those issues may be. Because you have members right now scarred from being under your leadership. They don't know if God closed that chapter of their lives in preparation for something more, something new. They don't know for sure if they got kicked out of the church or, like I said, God is preparing them for something more. I suspect that God is preparing them for something more, even though it feels like a kick feels like they got kicked out. It feels like a kick. It's a good thing the Bible says. By the way, you can find whatever you need in the Bible. That's why I say stay in the Word. It's a good thing the Bible says. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the good, he'll help you He'll help you catch your breath. Because somebody, you feel like you've been kicked in the good by life and the things that, been, things that have been going on in your life. But I want you to know, even if you feel like you've been kicked in the gut, he'll be right there to help you catch your breath. God will be right there to help you catch your breath. That's Psalms 34, verse 18 from the Message Bible. Again, that's Psalms 34, verse 18 from the Message Bible. But you... Pastor, listening in tonight, again I say to you, stay in the word more than on Sunday. Stop taking your personal issues out on people. God, taking your issues out on God's people. David didn't do that. Although he was hurting over the loss of his son, he went in and worshipped the Lord and laid himself before the Lord came out and ate. He did not take it out on them when he heard them whispering about his son's death. He didn't get angry. He, He didn't lash out. He didn't take what happened and put it on them because it was it was all on him. Because remember, I said, it said that this was the son that he had with Bathsheba, and it was all out of order. It was done wrong anyway, so that was on him and on Bathsheba. They didn't have nothing to do with it. So it wouldn't have been right for him to be standing before people that are working for him, people that are under his his care and his leadership going in on them about something they didn't have anything to do with, taking it out on them, and they don't even understand what's going on. They just know know that he's saying this and he's saying this and he's saying this, and I'm feeling some type of way, which is what has happened to many of you. You witness your leader go go completely off on you, and you don't, you don't understand why. It wasn't even you. It was something going on at home. And I'm telling you today, Pastor, God is looking, he's listening. Stop taking your personal issues out on God's people. Spend time laying before the Lord like David did after the passing of his son. Worship for real. Worship for real. Repeat this process, making it a lifestyle, as I'm sure David had to lay before the Lord on more than one occasion. As I have said in the past, 
The spiritual and the natural work well together. The spiritual and the natural work well together. Remember you heard that first here on Prolific Fire. The spiritual and the natural work well well together. So what am I saying to you, Pastor Leader? I'm saying this. Take your deliverance, your healing, a step farther, and go to counseling if you need to. Take your deliverance, your deliverance, your healing, a step farther, and go to counseling if you need to. Side note. Don't seek counseling from one of your own peers. Don't seek counseling from one of your own peers. Someone who knows you, and we only t- and we'll only tell you what you want to hear. No, 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 no. And you don't you don't want to do that. You need to take it serious. Pastors, pastors, take your mental health seriously because your mental health is affecting the mental health of the, of those you lead. Take your mental health seriously because your mental health is affecting the mental health of those you lead. A lot of this church hurt would stop if you get yourself together. If you get yourself together tonight, starting tonight, and be a real example for that for that deacon, that mother, that sister, that brother in the congregation where you have been appointed. If you get yourself together, a lot of this church hurt stuff would stop. Because it it starts from the head down. A lot of it is starting from the head down. Not all of it, but a lot of it is starting from the head down. Messy spirits, no other messy spirits. And yes, I said it because God told me to. Messy spirits, no other messy spirits. Get yourself together. You got members and former members out here wondering, how could you hurt me like that? Which is the title of tonight's message. The title of tonight's message was, How Could You Hurt Me Like That? The answer, they are human, flesh and blood, just like all humans, just like you and me. They're human. They're flesh and blood. We make the mistake of putting them up on pedestals and all of that, but that's on us. And then we reap the consequences, and it don't feel good. But that's on us. But they're human, flesh and blood, just like all of us. They're human. So pray for them. And while you're praying for them, forgiving them the way you want to be forgiven, when your stuff is not always together, because your stuff ain't always together either. So while you're praying and forgiving them the way you want to be forgiven, when your stuff is not always together, beloved, remember this. The people inside the building hurt you. The people inside the building hurt you, but the church is more than a building. Church is you and me. At the head of the church is a high priest named Jesus. You know him? If you don't, we're going to get that together at the end of this message. At the head of the church is a high priest named Jesus. But we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human, knowing exactly how it feels to be human, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are without committing any sin. That's Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Amplified. In other words, Jesus understands what they didn't understand about you. And you can take that out of this message and apply it to whatever you need to apply it to, to relationships, to friendships that have gone wrong, to marriages that has gone wrong, however you want to apply it. But that's for somebody. Jesus understands what they didn't understand about you. 
Let's pray. Father God, I pray for every leader in the church, from the pastor, the bishop, the apostle, on down to the deacons, mothers, etc., who have hurt members. And I pray for members and former members who are still hurting because of them. I pray you bring you bring clarity and deliverance, healing, healing, finally, clarity. Help them to let go of that person. Help them to stop looking at the person and look at the spirit that needs to be delivered in the person and begin to pray from that angle, begin to intercede from for them from that angle and love on them. And I don't mean being up all all up on them to love on them. You can love somebody without being in close contact with them. It's called agape love. Because right now, I can give you an example. God loves everybody. But everybody ain't got no close relationship with him. But he loves everybody. He wants everybody to be saved. Even though he knows at the end of the day, everybody ain't going to be saved, but that's, that's the desire of his heart. He gives you the opportunity, just like I'm going to give you the opportunity. In a few minutes, he gives you the opportunity because he loves. He loves so much that he gave his only son. That's how much he loves. Even though love comes back time after time to hurt him because everybody's not going to accept his son, but still he loves. Still Jesus loves. So, there's no excuse. You can love them. You ain't got to be in their presence to love them. If you feel like you got to be in their presence to love them, that's not a God love. That's not God's love at all. You ain't even reached that level yet. You need to reach that level. Reach that level. That's the level we're talking about tonight. Now, let's talk about salvation. And this goes out to anybody. I don't care if you do have a title. In front of your name. If you know you're not right with the Lord, not only have you been messing over God's people, not only have you been abusing God's people, you know that that ain't the only issue. Deep down, you're preaching the word, but you ain't living the word. So if that means you, if if it's not just for somebody that's new to the Lord or new to prolific fire or, or just, just somebody that needs to come back in fellowship, but it's for you. Who is in leadership? You may not contact me or whatever. May not feel comfortable doing so, but I need you to be serious in this moment and receive the Lord back. Receive the Lord back to your heart, because He didn't leave you. You left Him, so you got to receive Him back, because He ain't rejecting you. You rejecting Him. Now let's talk salvation. The Bible says in hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes. He lifted up his eyes, which means that he was aware, he was alert, and he still had mobility. I always say this. He was aware. He was alert. He still had mobility because he, he knew too much. He lifted it up his eyes. And he knew what was going on. Luke 16, verses 22 through 23, KJ, KJV. Beloved, you don't want that. You don't want to lift up your eyes and know. Be aware of the fact that you're in hell. No, you want to lift up your eyes and feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and know that you have eternal peace, that you are with Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7, New King James. Second Corinthians 5 and 8, which should be confident to anybody who has a loved one that has passed, that has, has transitioned, that has went, went on to be with the Lord, that is not in this life anymore. This should be comforting to you. It's comforting to me. 
Second Corinthians 5 and 8, New King James says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So that answers your question right there. If they're absent from the body and they die in Christ, they are in the presence of the Lord. And no, I'm not going about where the Lord is right now. Just wherever he is, wherever. That should be good enough. It's good enough for me wherever he is. That's where my loved ones are, the ones that died right in the Lord. But here's the big question of tonight. The the scripture says to be asked from the body to be present with the Lord. But here's the question for tonight. Who is your Lord? It's time you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 through 10 tells you how to do that. Romans 10, 9 through 10. NIV says, if you declare with your mouth. Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So I want you to open up your mouth on tonight and say it like you mean it. Repeat after me. Jesus, I confess that I have backslidden, that I have stood before your people and brought forth words that you didn't tell me to say. I have stood before your people, not living right, but preaching right. I have stood before your people. I have stood before your people and hurt them. I have stood before your people and took personal issues out on them. And for somebody else, you're not a leader, but you have backslidden. I want you to confess that you are a sinner and you repent of wrong actions. Whether it was spoken or, or thoughts, if you you've had, you repent of all of that, and you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God raised from the dead. Because you must believe. I need you to believe, and that you want Him to be your Lord and Savior. That you receive Him as your Lord and Savior on tonight, with as with faith as small as a mustard seed. That's all you gotta do is believe, and welcome Him into your heart. The same way you will welcome a new love interest into your heart. After you get to know them, you slowly start welcoming them them into your heart. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Welcome him into your heart little by little. You get your translation, maybe the message translation or the CEV, which I read from tonight. You can download the YouVersion app. I may put that on my page, so just in case somebody don't know about the YouVersion app. It'll um give you all different kind of translation. I want you to find something that's easy for you and get into it and just welcome him into your heart little bit by little bit. He'll help you open up your heart. The Holy Spirit will be there to help you open up your heart. And next thing you know, you will be fully in love with Jesus just like the rest of us. And invite him into your heart. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. Tell God be the glory. I pray that this word sets somebody free on tonight, that delivers somebody, that heals somebody else that has been going through church hurt. Church hurt. How could you hurt me like that? They're human, and they need prayer. They need deliverance from issues that they don't brought into the pulpit, and they spreading it everywhere. Stop spreading it. And get healed and get delivered. Now, because prolific ideas were real issues, just like I went in on tonight because Holy Spirit told me to, because God told me to, 
prolificified this with me. It's just because of that the Holy Spirit has led me to not open the phone line. I saw somebody's number, number there, and I was going to get your number, but you hung up before I could get to this part. Well, anyway, if you hear the sound of my voice because you're still listening, but you're not online, on the phone line, here's the way that you can reach out to me. I don't open the phone lines because the Holy Spirit told me don't put people on the spot because the issues that I give you to deal with are real-life issues. And maybe they don't feel comfortable being put on the spot because Prolific Fire is not just a local ministry, not, not just one area. It goes all over the world. And you have people listening to you literally all over the world. And you might not want your business everywhere. So he told me to do one-on-one calls. And I'm glad to announce that this month, July, one-on-one calls are back. Took some time because, like I was talking about in tonight's message, I had some personal issues that I had to deal with. If you don't know, my mama went to be with the Lord. And I had to deal with that pain. I didn't want to talk to nobody and transfer my pain. I had to deal with it, get myself together. Yes, I'm still hurting, but it's better. I know that the pain is pushing me closer to God, so it's going to be all right. And the Holy Spirit said it's time to open the phone lines again. So to that person that was on the phone but you hung up, if you can still hear the sound of my voice, here's how, here's how you can get prayer or Bible-based consultation. 865, the number is 865-408-8690. Again, that's 865-408-8690, 865-408-8690. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. That's prolificfire at gmail.com. Call or text. If you miss a number, it will be up on social media. It will be up on social media, the, the email and all of it will be up on social media. I look forward to speaking with each of you one-on-one ministering to you, whatever the Holy Spirit tells me to, but I got one rule. Don't call, wasting my time, wasting your time playing, because some people do that, and they don't really want the things of the Lord. I think they just want to talk to me, or they just want to find out some information about me, and it's not about me. It's about him. It is about him. So if you ain't seriously want to know what your situation is dealing with according to the word of the Lord, what the word of the Lord is for your situation, or you don't really want prayer, don't call. Don't do that because you're going to get blocked and you get blocked. You may really have a situation come up where you need somebody to intercede with you. And guess what? You're going to have to find somebody because you can't call because you messed up your opportunity. Don't do that. Don't do that. If I could come before you serious about it, because I pray before I get on calls with people. So if I can pray and get myself together before I say anything to you, you can pray and get yourself together before you call me. How about that? Anyway, if you see it, I look forward to talking to you. Other announcements, if you need this ministry's PayPal info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolific fire. That's paypal.me slash prolific fire. You can send a donation whether you're local or overseas, PayPal accepts, accepts it all. And I thank everybody who has been so on 3,600-fold. May the Lord bless it back to you wherever you need it the most. Or you can use the cash app. It's a dollar symbol, Prolific Fire. The, the PN Prolific is capital. The FN Fire is capital. 
prolific fire the dollar symbol. That's the cash app. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, on Instagram at Property Station, like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. Check out ProlificFire.com. You can send in your prayer requests directly through the, through ProlificFire.com. It will come directly to me, and I will respond as soon as possible. With all of that being said, you need to know that there will be no faith on the line this week. There will be no faith on the line this Friday. July the 8th, there will not be faith on the line. Faith on the line will not be this week. Faith on the line will probably pay. We will resume its regular time and place next Friday, July the 15th. Prolific Fire will be here Monday, though. Faith on the line will not be until July the 15th. But Prolific Fire will be here next Monday. So join me. Property stays in same night, time, and place for another word from the Lord. Until then, everybody, have an awesome night in the Lord. Good night. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.